Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. I'm two squirrels humping in the woods. Fawn. And I'm two raccoons in a trench coat. Flapjack. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the pod, everybody. Um, today, we're going to be recapping and reviewing Camp Wanakiki episode two. two. Um, what are you thinking of the season so far? It's so good. I'm I really love this time. season. Like, this cast is just... I love this cast. Yeah, right? Like, as a whole, we brought brilliant. it. Mm-hmm. And there's not a single person on this cast who isn't stellar. I love them so much. Um, but, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. What, are you laughing at me saying that I'm stellar on a stellar cast? No. Oh. What, what are you laughing at? Nothing. Oh, shady <laughs> bitch. Okay. <laughs> Struggle. No. Where's my shady button? I, I think it's... You know, we've been having so many technical difficulties because when I, I, before I was born, my mom swallowed a magnet. And so I think that like my brother and I just, anytime we touch technology, it breaks. Every time we touch. <laughs> Every time we touch, I get this feeling. Um, speaking of things breaking, didn't you have a little bit of a malfunction recently? Oh my God. With I know. your car? <sighs> I don't even know anymore because like my check engine light came on and I took it to AutoZone. Yeah. And like they have a very like simplistic way of checking. <laughs> like it's not like a full one if you go somewhere. Yeah. To get it checked cuz AutoZone's free. If you take it somewhere else you have to like pay for it yeah. and it's like 100 bucks. Um and it told me that it was like my catalytic converter and my Ooh. exhaust manifold gasket. But, like, the thing is, it turned my check engine light off when they checked that. It hasn't come back on yet. Wait, is your car fixed? No. Oh! You're driving around in, like, a time bomb. So, here's the thing. AutoZone made it sound like it's a big deal. But then, like, everybody that I've talked to since has not made it sound like it was that big of a deal. But also, like, a catalytic converter is, like, really expensive, plus labor. And then, like, the labor for an exhaust manifold br- gasket is really expensive. Oh, my God. You're turning me um, on with all this, like, car talk. But also, so, like, w- a couple of my coworkers, like, work on cars. Yeah. And they're like, um, that's not a big deal. Like, what they're telling you, your car's not going to explode. And, like, you're fine. Like, because I looked at the exact code that had popped up. And they were like, no, you're fine. And you sound like you're in danger. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm kind of stressed, but I'm also like... Don't be stressed. Be the best. Trying not to stress about it. So yeah. I'm just like, let's just keep going about it until the light comes back on. Because, I mean, the light should have come back on by now as it much as I drive. Have. Because also the other thing, Kyle, Karis' husby, hub, hubby. Husby. Husby. <laughs> uh, combining the word husband and hubby. That um, sounds like an award show. The Husbies. Welcome to the Husbies. (gasps) We should do that. We should like do an award show where we honor like all the drag people's partners. That would be great. I would call it the Husbies. That would be great. Maybe we need a more non-binary like award name, but I love it. The Husbies. I love that. Honestly. The Spousies. I don't know. I like Husbies, but like. (laughs) We'll just change it depending on the pronouns and gender of the people. You know, you've been nominated for a spousey, a, a husby, or a wifey. Yeah. I love this concept. Hmm. Same. Put a pin in that. That one's going in the notebook. Um, but Kyle said that their check engine light has been coming on. And that it's just been like, they've been having to take it to Kia. Because apparently there's bad gas going around. And the bad gas <gasps> can turn the check engine light on but then it's actually fine oh so i wonder if bad gas yeah like me after taco tuesday (laughs) (laughs) you know if you just get in the bathtub it's like a jacuzzi Uh. (laughs) oh my god i saved that i mean i sent it to you i saved that clip (laughs) i have like thought about posting it on facebook but i didn't know if you would want me to oh yeah i don't mind why not i look amazing and it's on (laughs) youtube so i mean it's already yes. out there in the world. If you don't know what phone's talking about, for Miss Quarantine Comedy Queen 2021, the presentation category was um, spa day, at home spa day. And so I did like a bubble bath 
scenario. Um, so yeah, it was it was funny. I made a joke about Taco Bell and making a jacuzzi DIY. But anyways, you can go watch it yourself. Um, well, I'm sorry all that's going on with your car. That is frustrating and confusing. But I'm yeah. I'm glad it sounds like it's fixed. Um, Hopefully, yeah. I because I don't have the money to get it repaired. No, it's a lot. It's a lot, Robin. And you know, I actually had a similar issue once with a car. I fell in love with this boy who I met on Tinder like years ago when I was in college, and he, um, he and I would spend all the time together, right? Like we were morning, night, he would spend the night. He didn't like he got an apartment for the summer when he was here because he was here for like a research program just for the summer, and he moved back to virginia and i've like missed him so much i was like you know what i'm just gonna drive my clunker car um 15 hours to go see him in virginia and so i drove all the way there like all through the night i drank red bull if i got tired it was very dangerous please do not do this and and if you're gonna do it don't do red bull do red line or five hour energy or mighty swell (laughs) (laughs) don't do mighty swell we don't encourage drinking and driving on the podcast true 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 um but I got there when I got there. The check engine light came on. My the temperature gauge was all the way in the red. Oh my god! I had blown a head gasket, <gasps> and you know I was like I was out to my parents, but I wasn't like telling them about my love life endeavors. You know, and I feel like you've told me about this guy oh, in this yeah. story, but I don't know that you've told me about this part of this story. Oh, it was a nightmare. Like I was supposed to be there for like a day, you know, just visiting and saying hi, and then I was supposed to go to like one state over for this trip with my fraternity that I was in in college. And so butch. I know. <laughs> and um, the then when that happened, I ended up getting stranded there for like two weeks. It was horrifying. And like the bill came out to like $2,000. So I had to call my parents and be like, hey, can I put this on the credit card? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was terrifying. So anyways, all that and to I say. And I don't even have a credit card. You don't? No. So Ooh. like everything would be coming out of pocket. No, no. You're going to, oh gosh, that scares me for your car. The pickle mobile, as I have named it. I don't think I'm going to <laughs> But because it's green and we got the pickle slushies in it. Is it green? It's gray. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? I wish I had the green one. I thought it was green. I wish I had the time. green one. But now I'm looking at it out the window, and it, sure enough, it's gray. Well, okay. I used to have a sticker that a coworker put on the back of it that said Bussin'. Bussin'. <laughs> um, because like they printed some for like this food truck that we were doing at work. Yeah. And then recently replaced it with a sticker that said, in the same font, it looked the same, just replaced the I-N with just a Y <laughs> and didn't tell me. Bussy. Um, <laughs> Bussy. I love Bussy. But I took that off because I didn't want family asking questions like Like, what's what's up bussy bussy? (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it um well i'm so excited to talk about camp wanakiki this week um and i think the viewing parties are going so well thank you so much for coming of course to them at the quest even like you were booked the first week and this time you just came for fun i love it you know Um, i like to come for fun (laughs) me too when i'm allowed (laughs) um but kinky uh I have just been loving getting to experience watching the episodes with other people. Um, I feel like in the past I've always watched it maybe with one or two people, but like just uh, I've never really experienced watching the show as it's come out before, but being surrounded by folks and seeing how their reactions are to different jokes and see how they land that that's a really special experience that is unique. So because it's one of those things too, even for myself, when I watch a show by myself, I keep everything like internal, all of my reactions. You don't laugh. Unless it's like something that really gets me, (laughs) which has happened. Like there's been times that I've been like watching something on my phone and like, I'll like randomly bust into laughter and then I get a strange (laughs) look. Um, But usually like I kind of like just keep everything in. It like might get me and I think might think it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, I'm watching it with my, like, just by myself. So it's just like. Right. 
And that was how I felt the first time I watched this episode. But then, like when we when I watched it with other people, I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, this is good," and it yeah. makes me enjoy the experience so much more. Um, it makes me, I don't know, it gives me some additional perspective I might not have had before. I think it helps me not have bad takes on things <laughs> as much too, or just worse takes. You never know. Or worse takes. Yeah, maybe we all have bad takes together. Um, Okay, well, are you ready to get into this episode? Ready, Freddy. We're going to take a break and be right back. And we are back. Reviewing episode two of Camp, Camp Wana Kiki. And oh, I feel like that was a harmony that was terrible. Well, <laughs> oh, so dissonant. From our mouth holes to your, your ear, ear holes. holes. Here we are. Um, so the episode starts out with the Sugar Bakers once again in their uh, camp counselor cabin. And yes. they're talking about how they are concerned that they are not giving the proper survival tips to their campers so that they can solve real life problems. All I need to know is how to survive out of glory hall. <laughs> well, Ruthie can teach you that for sure. Right. Um, <laughs> with the belly dancers they booked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that is so funny. I've got <laughs> anyways. Um, yeah. So that, that's how it sets up. So you know that we're getting into a daily challenge today that involves some survival skills and, ooh, honey. and when Ruthie shows up, she tells us, Oh, she does. But also they say that they're going to contact their favorite Eagle scout to help teach the, the skills. And Which I, is you, I thought I was the favorite Eagle scout, but apparently not. <laughs> It's Dita Ritz, but actually with Dita Ritz, we're excited. Yay! Yay, we love Dita. That was, it was crazy to see her. So with Opal there, like we, Opal, we nicknamed her Sleuthy Keister while we were making the show because she would always somehow figure out what the next daily challenge was. I don't know who she was asking. We were like, is it on Reddit? What is going well, she on? She was sucking somebody's dick. I, I, it's possible uh, because she always knew what was coming. And somehow she told us, well, she got a little bit of misinformation because we were filming in Milwaukee and who just moved to Milwaukee? Trixie Mattel. And so she starts, Opal starts being like, y'all, I heard that there's going to be a guest here tomorrow and Trixie just moved to Milwaukee. Do you think that Trixie Mattel's going to be here. And so we all fully expected. <laughs> Could you imagine if Trixie showed up on camp? That I would be shook, like, for sure. I I, I was at first a little surprised to see Dita. Oh, because that was around the time Trixie took over the gay bar, bought the gay bar. Yes. Yeah, it was, like, right around then. Cause September of 2021 was when we filmed. And... Yeah, and so we like half expected Trixie to walk around. So we like when you see us reacting and being so excited to see Dita, we were genuinely like so shocked because we had no idea it was going to be her. Um, and it was just, it was the best having Dita there. And I had no idea she was an Eagle Scout, so it was cool to have that connection with her. We love that. We do love that. What did you think of this challenge? Um, I thought this was a wild challenge. Right? Um, drag queens building fire. When Hillary like, at the very beginning of it, cuts away to Hillary in one of the little <laughs> confessional cams talking about how, like, last time she was in the woods, it was like she spent a week with some strangers on a canoe trip, and it was like people she didn't like, and she said, well, it's not the same, ex uh, not saying this is the same experience, but, you know. You know, basically is. And, yeah, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, and her delivery is just always perfect. She is. She's a genius. She truly is. Um, she lives up to that name. And yeah, with this challenge, I will say what you saw on TV was pretty different from what we experienced. Like that it was I, I expected it to play out a little differently on on TV. Um, I do have a question Ooh, that I've been like meaning to ask, but like have not asked. And I guess now's the perfect time to ask because yeah. inquiring minds want to know. Tell me, tell For me. For the not tying portion, mm. were those all filmed separately, like at the same location? Okay. Or, did, or were there three tables? Short answer, yes. It was filmed separately at the same table. But what happened was we were told that it was going to be, like like they mentioned in the episode, um, we were judged on timeliness, accuracy, and our campy can-do attitude, right? But we were told that with the timeliness 
portion, whichever, like we would be timed, uh, and whichever team finished first would get an additional, I think it was 30 minutes to get ready for the talent show. And y'all, that makes a huge difference when you're getting ready for this talent show because we're already in such a yeah. crunched amount of time. Um, so the way it worked was they timed us for each one and they documented it. I thought there would be like a timer on the screen showing each of our uh, each of our teams and how long it took us to do the different portions, yada, yada. Um, but that didn't happen. <laughs> so um, we, I was really excited to be, be paired with Pola in particular, but also Clinica for the yeah. team um, because Pola works at a campground. So I was like, okay, she knows what she's doing. I know what I'm doing. I'm an Eagle Scout and Clinica is along for the ride. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, so if you thought we were a little distracted in this episode, it may have been because we were like focusing so much on the task at hand. And then you have people like Hillary. Oh yeah. Who is always <laughs> just like, just sticking the ends of the rope together. Well, at first I thought that she was playing a part, but I honestly am not sure now. I made a Christmas <laughs> ornament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, um, she at least she failed in a funny way yeah. <laughs> doing the knot tying and it's so like when you see Opal and Coleslaw and even like with Lily getting kind of like, I don't know telling Coco what to do with the knot I think that was real stress that you were seeing kind of play out in the moment because we all thought we want to get this extra time and so you may have noticed that my team got to the fire first and that was because we finished the knot tying first yeah um, and things like that so does that answer your question Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that that was filmed separately, and then we were all taken out into the woods to get our um, kindling and firewood and stuff, and that was all filmed separately. And then we all filmed the fire portions together. But we were they like held the second and third team back after us, but we got to run in first to set up our fire. Nice. Nice. And we honestly just got overconfident, or else I think we would have won. Damn it. But it's fine. Was there anything that stuck out to you from this challenge? Um, well, Deja walking around with a piece of bark. Yeah. <laughs> and then barking. <laughs> Honestly, iconic. <laughs> we need a barking sound. I was looking for one, but I don't see it. Um, yeah, that was hilarious. I love that. Like her, their whole team, who was that? So on Deja's team, it was Deja, Lily, and Coco. Yes. I thought Lily was so funny when she was like, this, this stick is dry and, uh, dry and crusty like your makeup. Yes. <laughs> And then, like, also, when you said you've got to lick it before you stick it. Because mm-hmm. um, you do. <laughs> and then Opal and Hillary trying to carry that big log. That was so That's funny. fully some shit that I would do <laughs> in real life. I see, like, big logs and shit or sticks, and I'm just like, I want to pick I can this fit up. It. I'm just like, I want to pick this up. And then I end up, like, hitting somebody with it on accident and getting <laughs> yelled at. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough being a fawn out in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> LOL. If a fawn falls in the woods. Does it make a sound? Yeah. I don't know. You tell me. I'm not a fawn. It kind of sounds like. Okay. That's going to go on the soundboard. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> yeah. I, I was happy with this challenge. I forgot. Like that was just me honestly being myself as we were doing the fire because i was like so focused on getting it done so you're saying you weren't yourself this uh during the show Uh, no not at all it was in my head the whole time freaking out and i I feel like in episode one i was much more of like a character whereas in episode two i was just like having fun and um when we were when people would say something i would try to make a joke like the we don't want this to be like another gender reveal party that one was iconic thank you honestly that's my favorite i think that (laughs) was my favorite joke of the whole thing. And also, I loved Hillary trying to steal the fire from Hillary. Lily stealing, stealing the, fire. the fire from Hillary. Mm-hmm. Tongue tied with the <laughs> things that rhyme. See, this was wild to film. Like, the when we were, when we were building the fire, uh, Ranger Danger came over because he had to film some scenes with Dita. But while we were filming that, he just, like, got kind of naked. And he was all he was in was a little thong, and he just tanned out on one of the bench tables while we were all having to build our fires. So I would not be building a fire. No, it, it was very. My eyes were definitely in a different place. The fire is already there. Uh, the fire was. The fire there. needs to be. We put should have out. just brought him over, right? The fire needs to be put out. It, it's 
Oh, y'all, I could not. <laughs> when he just like he was, he just stood right in front of all of us while we were filming and was like, unbutton, unzips, drops his pants, and we're like, <laughs> so that was that was fun. Um, also, something interesting about this was when Deja took off her wig, like it actually had gotten singed a little bit and was on fire. And they didn't show her taking her wig. No, I think I don't Lord, think the sugar is going to be a running thing. What? That she doesn't have the wig anymore? No. Her fucking up her wig in every daily camp activity. <laughs> because she like fell in the last one. Oh, yeah. And she like did got the all leaves. the shit in her wig. And I felt so bad about that. And then all of a sudden it was off this time. I'm like, there, how many did she pack? I mean, there's a reason that they tell us to bring two of everything. So uh, and if, if for our daily camp look, not for all the run uh, talent shows. But um, yeah, that, I, I know that the Sugar Breakers... They didn't seem particularly happy that she took her wig off, but also danger. She was on fire, so right. you got to do what you got to do. I uh, mean, it didn't seem like anything was negatively said about it in the critiques later on that night. Yeah, it, it was. I think once everyone understood what happened, it was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. But I, she, yeah. I thought she played it off well. She was like, they told like how I went from bitch to butch in five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so we find out at the end of that challenge that we are going to be showing off our favorite glamping looks for this episode. Um, and this was, I think, probably one of my favorite talent shows of the whole franchise. For those that don't understand, will you explain what that means? Yes. So glamping. So as it was told to us before we went on the show, it was glampazon, a glamorous yet campy look. Yet when we got to the show... It, the badge was called glamping. So if you're, I mean, it makes sense to me personally. I understood exactly what the prompt was just by hearing glamping. Yeah, but I, I know that not everybody went just like, oh, a glamorous campy look. Somebody I know some people were like, oh, it's got to be like camping. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that we all just had different interpretations, yeah. and some folks felt. You know, it may, maybe I should, if it's like campground themed, that will play in a certain way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. But for me, like I instantly knew what I wanted to do. Um, and Is this the same one, the same category that Alexis P. Bevels did the tent look with? No, I, I think that was called the pitching a tent badge. Maybe. Because, like, because all the badges, especially in the first season, they were all like sexual innuendos. Um, I missed that. But yeah, I know. I kind of wish they had done that too. But the, I, the, no, this was a different one. I, I don't think they've ever had a glampazon or glamping theme. I think it's the first time that they've done this on the show. I like this theme. It, it was I feel favorites. like I would do well in this theme. Yeah. Oh, me too. And, and the thing, this, this particular one uh, challenge or this particular talent show theme, it gave me it, all the excuses in the world I needed to buy every single flapjack themed prop that I ever wanted. Right. But I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Is there anything else you want to say about the challenge before we get into the talent show looks? Um, I don't think so. Well, honestly, I think we have enough time to just jump right into the talent show. You want to go ahead? Let's hit it, toots. Yes, so at the start of the show, we have the Sugar Bakers coming out in their gold looks. Um, actually, Apple Brown Betty, I think she makes all of this, the outfits that they wear, which is why they're so exactly the same. Um, but Dita Ritz was I love how like them. they always coordinate, but it's not exactly the same. It's mm. like similar fabrics. Right. The same silhouette with a similar fabric, but not the exact same fabric. I just love how over the years, the two have developed their own characters. Because I think it's been fun to see, especially from season one to now, how Apple, Bum- Apple Brown Betty is more of that type A, very like uh, checklist oriented kind of uh, character, whereas Cherry is just along for the ride, ha- always has a drink in her hand. Relatable. You know, <laughs> just I don't know. I, I don't know where I'd, who I'd relate more to because I feel like I relate to both in different ways. Depends on the day. Yeah. It's and the I, circumstance. I always enjoy chatting with them. Any chance I get. Um, so Dita Ritz was also there on the judges panel. So they had Ruthie, um, the Sugar Bakers, and Dita. I loved Dita's outfit. What did you think of it? It was cute. Very non-binary too. Like yeah. the with the purple, yellow, and white. Yeah. 
I feel like we'll probably see something similar at some point. Who knows? You never Maybe. Know. It was my first time seeing this the whole look. I, 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 well, I forgot that she came and saw us in the rec room until that was on the TV, but um, I was not thinking about her look in that moment. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, all right. So the first camper that we have to the stage is coleslaw. I hate coleslaw. I hate coleslaw. It's, it's disgusting. disgusting. And honestly, that's what she said in her <laughs> talent show theme. Because <laughs> she was a Karen. Karen's law. I was unsure about this one, you know? Like, I um, I loved the characterization of it. And I think it was, coleslaw brought the coleslaw charm um, that allows her to sell anything that she does, you know? Just being so wild and wacky and crazy. I loved the phone prop that she had. But when it came to like the idea of glamour, glamorous camp, yeah. I, I don't know that it hit the mark for me as well as some of the others. I agree. Like it just didn't do it for me. For the challenge. Mm. Like it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Obviously. But it just like didn't hit the mark for the challenge. I think if she did this number at a bar, I would throw all my money at her. I and honestly, if she did this for like another challenge, I think it would have been fine. Yeah. I, I, I just think I, w- I would have liked to have, to have seen more glamour with it. Um, but I, but I, is it glamour? It, it <laughs> is it glamour. I think, I think it, I, I don't think it's entirely not glamorous. You know, right. she came out with the giant glass of wine. I think there's a certain element of rich, lady bitch Karen, you know, that she is going for that has glamour to it. Um, But I think for me overall, this is not my favorite. So I am going to give this one a flop. I agree. (laughs) Okay. And as a reminder for everyone, if it's your first time listening to flapping and fawning, we have a very sophisticated system here for how we uh, rate these looks. If we absolutely love it, it's a fawn. And if it's not our favorite, it's a, Bum, 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 flop. Um, yes. And since I know these campers, just as a reminder, all of my thoughts come from love and based on what I saw on the screen. Um, and, and since I don't and I'm a hateful bitch, everything <laughs> I say that comes out of my mouth will be purely hatred. <laughs> I love it. Well, speaking of fiery hate, next to the stage, we have Lily, Lily St. Queer. I want to know your thoughts on this look. I am gobsmacked. Gobsmacked? Gooped. Goopedied. Speechless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you looked over and saw my reaction to this oh, at I did. the Any anytime Lily's on the screen I look at Fawn. I'm like, what is what do they think? <laughs> like, I was jaw on the floor. Like I'm obsessed. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, it is not my favorite out of all of these looks, but I do like it a lot. It's uh, in the top for me. Mm. It's not my number one, but it's definitely in the top. Yeah, it, yeah. I, for, I think for me, it's a high safe, um, which is what the Sugar Rickers felt as well. Um, I love just the whole concept of it, like it's so campfire good. being on fire, like w- with the wig, like the foam wig, and having the. Um, Marshmallows. marshmallows i do kind of wish that there were like there was some browning on the marshmallows that are in her, her hair um so you know it looks a little bit more like they were being cooked but you know what i would have loved what had it instead of just like the two little like sticks with marshmallows had they been batons oh that would have been iconic like like marshmallows on both ends yeah you know mm, yeah that would have been cute i mean i like the idea of it though anytime you can take a thing and make it into an outfit. Yeah. I, I love that is that is flapjack. That's my favorite kind of drag. Like the, I love this. Like it's one of my favorites. It's not my number one favorite, but it's one of my favorites. Um I don't necessarily like love love the skirt. But I can like also look past that. Mm. Because of the rest of it. True. I think the concept is what really sells it for me. Um do you, how do I you am the silhouette of it. Like, just the general silhouette of it is so good, too. So, okay, what makes something glamorous? And that nude illusion. I want to know, though, what do you think? What makes something glamorous? <laughs> I know, it's hard to, like, d- d- determine, you know? Because I, um, I think we see a lot of different viewpoints on it in this talent show. Glamour 
ultimately like comes down to beauty in a way you know beauty a hmm. certain amount of beauty and should we just like webster's dictionary what glamour is yeah what's what is webster's oh wait no alexa what is the definition of glamour Oh, that's very helpful, Alexa. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, I, what I took from that was, like, it's something that really draws you in just by the excess of it based on the, the good look of yeah. it. Um, so, I, th- I think that is one viewpoint on glamour. So, a good look, but it's also captivating. Yeah. Okay, well, I would say that that's accomplished here with yeah. the look based on that definition. Um, okay, so is this a fawn or a flop for you? Oh, it's absolutely a fawn. Fawn for me as well. Congrats, Lily St. Queer. Next to the stage, we have Clinica de Precious. How would you describe this look? Um, very pageantry mm-hmm. from the front. It's like very traditional pageantry. Which from I the liked. Front. I liked this sort of take, you know, like going very heavy pageant. And then, like, she turns around and, um,. It's very campy from the back with the like actual ass out. Mm-hmm. Fawn has asked acting, me like 10 times. Yeah. Like, Wait, is that Clinica's real ass? <laughs> Cause like it just, I just honestly thought it was like a breastplate that she had like, on like taped to her butt. <laughs> yeah. I thought like they just had a breastplate on their butt and cause that would be iconic too. It would be iconic. But nope, that's, I mean, according to what they put on Facebook, the uh, Vincent helped Clinica contour their ass, like right before they went on stage. Um, I, I like this a lot. And I think that, uh, yeah, I think they did a, gr- a fantastic job with it. And we, we were talking like all, everyone who's been on the show has grown a lot, especially in their makeup skill um, since being on the show. And this is an example of where if you look at Clinica now, like they have just grown insurmountably and like, I do like that it's week two and Clinica is already showing diversity yeah true 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 um, is this a fawn or a flop for you this is a fawn for me fawn for me as well congrats Clinica and Clinica's ass next to the stage we have Opal Essence do you want to describe this look for us sure so uh, this is a 50s gown right 50s inspired gown um kind of similar to the one i was wearing on week one um red flag (laughs) i know the sugar breakers apparently don't like (laughs) this kind of dress but uh i can't remember what they said or uh, opal said her character's name was but she is themed as a skunk uh and she i love how she has like a glamorous makeup but then has the campy skunk makeup on her forehead and then that continues into the wig it's almost like that michelle visage white streak you know going down the front the money piece yes and then when she turns around she has a skunk tail on her dress um i liked this i liked the cut of the dress i like the fit of the dress i think it's really cute um and i also like the characterization she did with it i I do at the viewing parties. I remember hearing people say like, Oh, I wish she would turn around, show us more of the tail, like really show that off. So I think that she could have played up that aspect of it more, or maybe had something like that squirted, you know, like I think that would have been epic. Um, but it, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? As a concept? I like it. Okay. Um, I think it's just the dress itself is a little plain. Mm-hmm. And, when we were just re-watching this episode just a moment ago, I saw the, like, rip in the dress. Yeah. That was kind of like, when you're watching it on a television, it's kind of obvious that it's there. So I would imagine in person that it would have been a little more obvious, too. Um, but also, it's just like, I liked the detail. I really liked the detail of, like, the one black shoe, one white shoe. I thought that was a yeah. brilliant detail. Um, I just wanted a little more skunk in it other than just like a tail that was hanging in the back Mm. what would have been cute too is like maybe if the tail had like curled up like she was about to spray or something like that or even if it had like a green sort of 
rhinestoned yeah, shit like, look on it, you know, on the back. I think I just wanted a little more oomph to mm. this look. It's a pretty look, but it's also a little bit understated, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. I think for the for the glamorous challenge, yeah, that you know, it, almost like the the parrot look she wore the week before was I a little more glamorous than yeah. But I, overall, I like it. It's it's a light fall. She for loves me. A, she I, loves an animal. She does. <laughs> she. I mean, she is the Muppet Queen. So, manamanama do do do. But this is a. Uh, I think for me, it's a light fawn. I, I mean, I'm a vintage gal. I love vintage cuts, so I like that aspect of it. But um, I think the performance didn't quite meet it. But it is a light fawn for me. It's a flop for me. All right. Well, sorry, Opal. Next to the stage, we have. Hillary. Everyone's favorite couch potato. Hillary. Yes. Okay, what'd you think? Where she was almost named Hillary. Oops. Um oh my god. I like <laughs> This is by far the best. Oh yeah. It's it's amazing. This is like one of the best looks that I've seen in drag, period. Mm-hmm. And especially the performance and delivery of it. Um, and even like the promo pictures that she's released of it post episode. Yeah. She's done a fabulous job with this. Um, this is brilliant. It's yeah. It's amazing. I, how do you show stopping groundbreaking? Never been done before. <laughs> I just don't know how you come up with a concept like this. Well, she told us, oh. she said I was laying on the couch and I thought, well, that's a look. <laughs> and it is. Um, yeah, she did a stellar job with this. Um, I, if I had any any critiques for it, I know on the back, like you could see her back a little bit exposed when um, she turned around to grab the remote. But I don't mind it. Yeah, I mean the rest is just so phenomenal. It's hard to. It's like you know, so good, and like the fact that it's like off. all padded. Like mm-hmm. she, this also had to be so hot to wear. Oh yeah, I bet she was sweating the whole time. Um, it's it'd be so easy to lose a figure with this material yeah. and she still has that figure that you want to have in drag. Um, so props to her. Is, is this a flop or a fawn for you? This is a fetch. <gasps> Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Yes. Congrats, Hillary. Yes. It's a fetch for me as well. I love this one. This, this is one of the ones I was like, Oh, people are going to go ape shit for. Congrats. Like that's, it's groundbreaking. It really is. Um, and you know, I have been watching Canada's Drag Race season three, and I think that there are some people who are working with this designer because I've seen some looks that are a little bit similar to this. However, I think Hillary pulled it off the best out of anyone that I have seen um, working with this kind of material. It's the, like the the way that she was like, okay, so I have an ABC plan of how I'm going to perform in this, um, but then also like the concept of it is just it's just so campy yet also fashion, which I I love. Next to the stage, we have Pola Frost. She's looking like a campground. Got the sky in her hair and, and a blue foam wig, which is oh so Pola. Um, a very pageanty green sequin dress, I believe. Or is that is that um, encrusted? I don't know. It's very shiny. Maybe it's a glitter fabric? I feel like it might be a glittery fabric. It looks a little fuzzy. Like what, that fuzzy kind of. Oh, it does look a little fuzzy. Hmm. I don't know. It showed up very well on camera, the way it Yeah, almost, you know what it reminds me of, like, and I don't mean this to sound shady, but, <laughs> like, I'm afraid that it's going to, and I do not mean this to sound shady. It's like turf, but oh, make it a drag fabric. I don't think that's shady, and in fact, I, I think I said that to her when I saw it, I, I I think I remember saying something like, "Oh, is this like a golf course?" Like uh, it's a. It reminds me of like a turf, but make it like a shiny drag fabric. Yeah, I I think we're, we're she's not wearing a glitter brow. She's not. That's like the polar frost thing. Are you sure? I think it might just be not as obvious because I don't see a glitter else. brow on this. Oh, um. I mean, I like this look overall. The like, I like it from the front. From I think from the back is where if you it like it from the off. front. Wait till you see it from the back, 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 and back. She had a story to tell on the back. Um, I loved reading her story on Facebook for this. Oh yeah, what 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 did it say? Um, the top of it is uh the lake. 
in the wig. <gasps> oh, the top is the is the lake. Yes. Oh. And then one of the squirrel friends is um, in the tent. Yes. And then there's the polar puppet. Yes. And then the all the squirrel friends around the fire. Around the fire. See, I enjoy that aspect of it, but it it, it doesn't read. It just didn't show up as well on camera. I, but I remember seeing it in person and really enjoying it. Um, and I wasn't sure how the sugar breakers were going to take it. So, um, what 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 is this for you? Is this a flop or a fawn? I don't know. I know it's pretty. It's pretty in the middle for me because I really love the hair. I love the I love the cut and the fabric of the dress. But the back is just. It's I don't know. It's where it for this particular challenge. It it kind of just didn't quite work. Um, so like, I, I think I am gonna give it a light flop. I think I am too because like I like it and I really like the concept. It's just it doesn't really read on camera. Yeah. And I think that's something that is something that you've got to think about when you're going on a show. And it's not something that's easy to think about. No, it's not. Um, Sorry, Pola. But this, I need this wig. I know. The wig I is love gorgeous. this wig. Now, okay. I found out she did not make this foam wig, but she does make incredible foam wigs. So if you need a new foam hat, hit up my girl, Pola Frost. She has amazing foam wigs and you may be seeing them on one of, you may be seeing one of them on me sometime soon. Um, but and then I'm going to steal it. <laughs> you can borrow. I, th- I thought Pola sold it well, though, when she was on the stage. Yeah. I like Pola. I love her. Next to the stage, we have the first shower on s- the talent show stage of Camp Wanakiki. Too Deja. bad it wasn't golden. <laughs> it could, it, a golden shower. That would have made all the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, if I ever get on the show, that's an idea. You should. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> Okay, what did you think of this performance from Deja? Um, I really like the concept behind this. I like the bubbles in the hair with the rubber ducky, with the makeup. I like the makeup a lot. Um, my issue with this, and also I love the performance. The performance is mm-hmm. great. She and she committed to yeah. Like I was watching it back Getting when we were making soap the, in the eye. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, oh no, no, ma'am, you uh-huh. will not catch me doing that. So that is. No. <laughs> Props to you, Miss Deja. Couldn't be me. Because <laughs> fawns don't take baths. They just no. lick themselves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my issue is really just like the midsection doesn't seem to like fit mm. in the most flattering way. Okay. And I th- personally, when you're talking about like a glamour category, I think fit is a very important thing to keep in mind yeah i think that's fair um i mean i i like a a lot of this i I think my favorite thing about it aside from the headpiece and the the wig like oh gorgeous um i really love the gloves and like the detail on that like the tool with it i almost just wish though that the and maybe it would look completely different if she did it this way but the color of that tool on the sleeves was the same color as the tool on the skirt um it made it feel a little disjointed for me in that way. I think maybe it also was because of the fit things that you're talking about. Um, but I thought she did an excellent job with the performance. So I, I oh, 100%. And it's like literally just the midsection for me is the main problem. Because like this is a great look other than that. Yeah. I love the gloves. I don't know that I would change the gloves to the blue of the skirt. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing what that would look like. I kind of like the contrast because the glove itself is dark blue. Yeah. Darker blue. True. If she did that, I would want to change the color of the glove to the lighter blue. Yeah. That makes sense. Which that actually might be cute. If she flip flopped the colors, I also kind of would have loved to have like more rubber duckies, you know, like what if she like pulled a rubber ducky from like, or or a bubble or something from her ass or like from her boobs. I don't know. Isn't there like a rubber ducky song on like, Sesame Street, probably. I think that's Veggie Tales. Isn't there like a Rubber Duck? Rubber Ducky, like Elmo. I think <laughs> sang some Rubber Ducky song. It's copyrighted. I don't know. Um, I don't know. All right. Well, is this a flop or a fawn for you? Um, mm, I enjoy the look, but I feel like if I'm trying to be fair here, 
and like judge everybody if i like am trying to judge everybody fairly and evenly um i feel like i've got to give it a light flop just because like the fit and it being a glamour category i think i'm gonna give it a light fawn you know i i I agree about some of the fit things, but I, overall, I, I just thought the performance was so next level. And I remember hearing the Sugar Bakers laugh when they, she performed this. So, Also, just like a PSA, if y'all are listening to this, like what I'm saying is not anything personal. And I'm like also making sure that I am saying like I am enjoying the looks. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just if I'm judging it based on what the category is. Yeah. Because I still do enjoy the look. I would love to see her performing this. Oh, she's oh, she like can bring the house down. When we were at the preview party, everyone was eating up Deja. She. I really hope that. your castmates don't hate me. <laughs> I hope my castmates don't hate me. <laughs> the whole time we're filming this, I'm like, I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> okay, but next to the stage, we have Coco Chanel, and she is our sunflower. This Just evening. a ray of light. She is a ray of light. What did you think of this look? This headpiece is immaculate. I remember when she came out in that, or I, I, no, I saw it in the cabins. Like, I think she had it hanging up, and I was like, I am terrified. And the makeup. Where's this on the talent show stage? Because then the makeup. Impressive as fuck. Yeah. And also the fact that the back of the flower part was like green. Mm hmm. Details. Details. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of this length. A dress. little longer. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but other than that, I thought this was great. I Yeah, I love it a lot. Um, when, when you and I were talking about it, like I, I think you were talking about the... It's like church lady meets yeah. sunflower, and that's why the gloves made sense. Um, Coco, I would have let you borrow my yellow gloves. I'm sorry. I didn't know that Ruthie was going to have an issue with your cheetah print gloves. But I... I like this. And in fact, this is one of the my favorite ones from yeah, the night. This is a fawn for me. I did not think it made any sense for her to be in the bottom Agreed. in this episode. And like 100%. Like her reasoning for stoning the front and not the back, like I understood. Um, like since sunflowers t- t- turn towards the sun, maybe it would have played out differently if the, gr- if the dress was green. So it was like she was the stem of the sunflower. But honestly, I don't know. I like this look. And if she came out in this, I would want to give her all my money. Same. So props to her. Is this a flop or a fawn for you? This is a fawn. Work, Coco. You're amazing. And last but certainly not least, we have... What starts with F and ends with CK? It's me, whores. Uh, doing my diner waitress. Glampazon extravaganza. She's trying to dine and dash, y'all. I am trying to dine and dash. <laughs> um, I don't know. What were your thoughts on this look? Um, I hated it. You hated it? It was awful, honestly. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. Booger boots. Boots, I don't even know why this person got cast. Like, what the hell? She's only been doing drag for like three days or something. Yeah, something Get her like off the stage. Um, no, this was fucking fantastic. Thank you. Like, I thought there should have been a top three. <laughs> I thought there should have been in the top three. Thank you. Especially with like the edit of like when they were talking about your look and everything. I was like, oh, Flap's going to be in the top this episode. Yeah, yeah. I th- honestly, when we were there, I thought it was going to be the top as well. But Yeah, I fully would have if I were you. I, but, you know... This was fantastic. Thank you. Like, this is and the, the way it moved, oh, and yeah. like the way you sold it. Like I have Victoria Taylor to thank for that. That is my drag auntie. She we love Vicky. Made, yeah, and she. I was so glad you guys come to the viewing party and see yes. this dress in action. Um, yeah, it was... This is one of my favorite things I've ever worn, and it... Uh, it was the, one of the first concepts I ever designed. So yeah. with Miss Comedy Queen Outrageous Evening Gown, I had, this was a concept that I had. And um, yeah, I'm really proud of what I was able to show on the stage. I remember making them laugh and I just felt so redeemed from the first episode where yeah. I had such a hard time with the performance. But this this day I felt really great about it. So, And also they shouted out Danny uh, Danny's wig that he made yes. in the judging. So. I was really, if you need a new hat, reach out to my husband, Bon Bon the Creator on Instagram. She made this wig. The and like, it just, coffee pot, it just like takes it there too. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. I'm I'm very proud of it. <laughs> so, I'm I have merch of this one as well. If you like it as much as I do, um, so is this a flop or a flop for you? Um, what's worse than a flop? W- worse than a flop? I think we said a foot. Well, this isn't that because it's a fawn. Oh, it's a fawn. Oh, oops. I hit the wrong button. Yay. Thank you, fawn. I, it's, I mean, it's a fawn for me as well. I'm a little self-absorbed, I guess. Thanks. I really thought you should have been in like a top three situation for that. Thank you. Yeah. I thought I was going to be in the top for this, but it just wasn't what came to be. All right. That was a lot of talent shows. I think we need a minute to go pick our bottoms and then uh, come back and talk about the judging in rec room. All right. See you soon. And we are back to talk about the judging and the rec room. Yeah, this was a emotional episode. Um, yeah, I like for me, I, I was glad I got to talk about this, and I, I kind of in every episode I was like, okay, what are the things that I want to make sure I get out in the rec room? Um, so. I was glad I got to talk about like my connection with my dad here and that was shared. And then Coleslaw also was able to connect with that a bit. Um, and then Lily sh- shared about her divorce and, and starting with her uh, starting drag with her husband and just how things reminded her of that. So this is a really special episode, I think for our cast. Like I think we all got a, lo- a little bit closer um, because I'm of it. going to play devil's advocate for those wondering and I don't know how much of this you're allowed to speak on, but I, we know with a lot of reality shows and drag competitions, there are producers that prompt things. Mm. Was any of that producer prompted or was that everybody just kind of like had that on their like minds and hearts that they wanted to speak and just spoke it? Cause I mean, it was stuff that was very relevant to the challenge. So like, I can understand how that wouldn't be prompted, but I could also be like, see how that could be prompted. I, I think for, I think when Lily asked at the beginning, so what do we think of today's challenge? I think that was prompted. Yeah. And then, um, there's, it kind of looks like, like I cut off Lily (laughs) when she said that, but that is not how it went. (laughs) If you watch the extended rec room, you'll see, I like let people speak. Um, but no, the, me i just wanted to share that about my dad because that that really was how i had been feeling that day and so that was why i decided to bring it up um yeah because i mean that that really was impactful for me because i have never aside from just a couple of times in my life and anytime i do i talk anytime i do go camping i always am talking about my family and our experience with camping and how that was a big way for us to connect through scouting um so it it did make a big difference because the skills that i had learned from that were uh, just very impactful for me. So I was glad that I got to show those skills um, during the challenge as well with, with the knot tying and the building the fire and getting the wood and just being a know-it-all in general. Also, are we going to get a rec room without you crying? I no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not an emotional person y'all. It was just every single time I got in the rec room, it's just an emotional thing to be at. You know, honestly, like uh, I'm not a crier or an emotional person. And if I got on a television show, that'd probably be where I'd be showing my ass and being the most emotional. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, like we just, we just like the day before we saw Vincent get uh, eliminated and take a hike. So, and you don't have your like normal coping mechanisms. Not at all. So you're really just leaning on each other. And I was glad to be able to have that moment together. Um, okay. So what, so we found out that the, uh, the folks that were safe who received their, um, glamping badge were Lily, Deja, Coleslaw, Pola, and myself. And then the top two were Hillary and Clinica and our bottom two were Opal and Coco. Um, did you agree with the judging? No. Ooh, okay. Tell me more. Tell me more. Um, I would not have put Clinica in the top two. I would have had a top Ooh, three. Controversy. Okay. I loved Clinica's look. Um, I would have put her as like a number four for me. Mm. So like a high safe. Um, but I would have had a top three. And it would have been Hillary, you, and me. Lily. Oh, cool. Personally. Okay. That's just my personal opinion. Okay. Um, but the bottom I wouldn't put Coco in the bottom yeah Coco's really surprised me like when they when they didn't call her name I was like oh she's in the top you know what I feel like we need on the soundboard what 
Who would want a top cocoa? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been so good. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> I Yeah, I don't know. That really didn't make sense to me, and it looked like the performance was good. It just seemed like they, they nitpicked some things that, it, that they didn't nitpick on other people yeah. as much. Um, but I, I did ultimately agree with Opal being in the bottom and um, unfortunately having to take a hike. Like the winner and the person going home ultimately are what I agreed with. So really and truly, and that's none of the other stuff yeah. matters. So right. It, so I mean, props to Hillary. Congrats to her. I mean, our viewing party. I'm tired of Lily being slept on, though. She. It's been two episodes, and she I was know. in the top. Yeah, <laughs> like, but um, like, I think she could have won either of these. Also, you know what I think is bullshit. What? Oh my god. What? Where did this come from? <laughs> What's going on? When they were talking about the daily camp activity, and they were like, uh, how they were like going to have a winner, and then we're like, just kidding. Uh, everybody won, and I'm I just was like mad about that. What the fuck? I mean, although technically, I don't, I don't know why they didn't just say like that. Coleslaw's team won because they did build the fire the fastest. I don't like, like I don't want to just hear that everybody won. I'm watching this because it's a competition. Yeah, I, I thought that they could have done that, or they should have just said it. At, like, you remember how in episode one they were like, and the red team won, or, or the, the blue team won, right? Was that yeah. who won? No, the red team won. I, I was on the know. blue team. Red team won, and like I don't know why they didn't just do that when we were there, but. Anyways, I, I'm not a producer, so I can't, I can't say nothing. Um, just, I just have a podcast. That like, I was just like, what's the point of including this? <laughs> yeah, that was a little strange, huh? Um, but congrats Honestly, to Hillary. Honestly, that's the thing that got me the most upset about the entire episode. <laughs> well, see, I do... The thing that I, you know, I... I think we talked about areas of growth for Camp Wanakiki during one of our recordings for... Um, Epi- the, uh, the first recap episode we tried yeah. to do who knows what um is gonna actually <laughs> included in that <laughs> right so i just wish that with with the way you perform while you're there outside of the talent shows i wish that came into play a little bit more frequently than it does yeah because it's like you brought what you brought i yeah. i can't help it that you get what you get like that people brought amazing looks um but like having having a way to redeem yourself when you're in the bottom I mean, what you know, Drag Race has the lip sync for the life. Dragula has the extermination challenge. I, I think that there's no shot of redemption, right? I think Camp Wanakiki could take a page out of the Comedy Queen um, book with the 30 second spokeswoman. Yeah. So if you aren't familiar with that pageant system, they have a category where you reach into a bag and pull something out, and you have to be able to sell whatever that is in the funniest way in 60 seconds. Because like, and I can understand why lip syncing might not be the move because of budget because you've got to purchase rights and purchasing rights for songs for that kind of thing can be really expensive especially if you're going to pick something that will be known enough Mm -hmm. that's money and so like i get this isn't drag race so it doesn't have to be lip syncing but like there's something just like how dragula has it catered to what dragula is there is easily things that you could find that could be redemption right and you know, I, like I'm thinking of shows as well, like Glow Up. You know, they have. Have you yeah. watched Glow Up? I love Ding Glow Up. Don't that Ding should be on the dunk. soundboard? Oh my god! Yes, that needs to be on the soundboard. Um, we need to be writing these things down. We've had like ten things we want on the soundboard, <laughs> but, and yet I remember Ding Dong. <laughs> is all I remember right now. And who would want a top Coco? That's another one. Um, anyways, the yeah, on there you have to perform some kind of makeup skill. Right, you know, and and they have the they have it on a set of identical twins. Right. So, I, anyways, I would say that's an area of growth. And then, because if the challenge mattered more, then it, I think it would just it would make some impact. But yeah, anyways, because it's like ultimately the exact opposite of Drag Race in a way. Yeah, because you know, like runway doesn't matter. matter anymore on Drag Race, and that's where you spend all your money. Whereas on camp, all that matters is the runway. Right. Or the talent show. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, also the fact that sometimes it doesn't matter what the look is. All that matters is the delivery. The, yeah, the delivery of it. And I'm just like. I think it does matter. I think once like they start delivery, splitting hairs, it, it does matter. But like it, some of the ones like, you know, like we talked about today, the way that you sold it made a big difference in whether or not you were safe or yeah. top or bottom. Um, but anyways, I think we've beat that dead horse enough. Um, I think we should keep beating the dead horse. Keep beating the dead horse. That's my kink. 
That should just be our go-to animal sound. <laughs> like anytime we, anytime need to we talk an about animal. an animal, it's just a dolphin. <laughs> um, the only other things that I wanted to add about judging were like having Dita there. Y'all go follow Dita Ritz. She's amazing. Um, and she was the best. That was like honestly the best day at camp. I feel like when, when we, you would go out on the talent show stage, it was very intimidating to see the Sugar Baker twins and Ruthie there. And oftentimes they were really tough on us when we were performing. But with Dita was there, it just felt so much more lighthearted. It felt like it, it, there was just a lighter vibe and lighter energy in the room that made it feel a lot more positive. So I feel like I was happy to have her having people like that that have been through the ringer in a similar situation. And they get it. Yeah, totally. And they know like, especially because Dita was on an earlier season of Drag Race too. So it's just like understand mm-hmm. a lot more and can relate a lot more. Absolutely. I also wanted to say I really appreciated the shout out that I got from um, Betty when we before we went into the rec room after they announced that I was in the safe group. I mean, I was I was happy to be alive for another day. Alive. I was happy to be in the competition for another day. Um, but that, that really did help me feel, okay, I've turned some things around. I'm building some momentum. I wasn't I happy going. with that shout out because I was like, if you're going to give her the fucking shout out, <laughs> just put her in the fucking top. <laughs> Damn. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I said what I said. I signed an NDA. Um, so, or a, a contract. Okay. So I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> so Opal <laughs> takes a hike, and that's how we end the episode. Um, I did you enjoy her poem? She read a poem, and <laughs> oh wait, no, no, no. Oh, hold on. That was like way too many sounds all at once. (laughs) (laughs) That was like four sounds. I enjoyed her poem, but honestly, my favorite thing was at the very end when to end the episode, it just says, oh, it's dark. (laughs) And then zoom in on the shoe. (laughs) Opal is just someone who is so genuinely funny. Like, it's or naturally funny. And we have officially had the talk of all stars by contestants mm-hmm. now on the show. Yeah, when when is it gonna happen, Sugar Bakers? Will yeah. I be considered or does my podcast mean that I'm not allowed to do it anymore? Because Are you gonna opinions. put you should cast me on All Stars Sugar Bakers. I know I've never been on the show, but you should cast me on All Stars. Be a surprise. Nobody would see it coming. Yo, when I the gag finished filming camp, I got home and I had so many dreams that I was back at camp. And one of the scenarios that occurred was that I was brought back for some reason and I needed to, you know, compete. And I had left all of my drag at home and the sugar breakers were like, no worries, Flapjack. You can use anything that we have in the craft cabinet. (laughs) And so I was just frantically making costumes the day we were doing challenges and stuff. It was horrible. I hated that dream. And I like woke up in a sweat. Um, And not just because there wasn't any air conditioning. I wish I could have like had a video recording of that dream. (laughs) I think that was the funniest one of all. Because I remember them literally just, it was like it was being filmed. And they were like, no worries, Flapjack. And like their, their sugar breaker voices and everything. You can use everything in the craft cabinet. Do they talk like that even when the camera's not rolling? I don't know if you're allowed to say that or not. Uh, uh, kinda. No, I'm a, I, I think so. Um, yeah, I, I mean, they, they, they have a bit more serious of a side to them than when they're in drag. But like when they're in drag, like they, they are turning on a sugar breaker voice for sure. Whether cameras are rolling or not? No, 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 no. If they're not in drag, then... It's much more of like a producer, but I mean, like, human being. If even if they're in drag, but the cameras aren't rolling, even if they're in drag, but the cameras are not rolling. Oh well, eh, I think it's like us, you know. Like we, we have a character that we put on, and when you're in drag, you can't really help but to be in that character a little bit, um, just because you're like feeling the fantasy. Maybe that's just my experience, but I mean, like, I feel like I don't really have that much of a stark difference from between when I'm fawn and not fawn you don't you don't feel feel it you don't feel something turn on i feel like for me like the, the second i, I feel the pressure on my bladder does that count <laughs> right now do we need to take a no when in I, this episode <laughs> no when i'm in track um it's the fireball it's the, all the fireball yeah drinking too much i no no for me like if i'm flapjack really comes out when i in the middle of my makeup process there's a certain point where i see flapjack in my face and i'm like 
well, hi, everybody. I'm Flapjack. You know, and I start saying stupid yeah. shit. But, and I think the sugar bakers are kind of the same way, especially Betty. I she, think there's like a certain confidence that I gain in drag. And there's a, like, there's a little bit of a shift, but I think for a large part of it, Travis and Fawn have kind of like merged more and more yeah. as I've done drag. And now they're like really becoming like one entity. Mm, I think in that's a way. Fair. Um, Especially as I've been exploring more of my non-binarity in and out of drag. So. Sorry for that ASMR, everybody. (laughs) 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 I was like, I'm doing this right in the mic. My bad. (laughs) Well, it's like RuPaul says, you know, like his therapist or something told him that he has the same power in drag or out of drag that he does when he is in drag. And I think it's the, I don't know, you may be experiencing that as well. Yeah. And I just, I have not quite grasped that yet. It's popping. It's popping. And I think that's the pod, y'all. Thanks for listening to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. Come watch Camp Kiki with us at the Quest Club every Thursday. Yes, I'll Start- be there out of drag, so y'all come out. Ooh. You'll see the secret identity of Fawn. Yeah. Not so secret. It starts at nine. Ta-ta. Bye. Thanks for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at FlapJQuellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flappingandfawningpod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta-ta.